Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back with another one. This is Brian. This is Arnold here, and this is the Authority Project. And we here, delighted to have Mr. Ruben Drieger. And he's here. He says he's here to help us or show us how he created a million-dollar coaching business without spending a dime on ads. Is that right, Ruben? It sure is. Honestly, I didn't actually believe that this was possible. And a lot of people told me it wasn't possible. And so I'm a little bit cheeky in the sense that I wanted to prove people wrong. And so I'm excited to share with you how I did it. Awesome. Well, we shall see on this current episode of The Authority Project. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, feast your eyes and tune your ears. It's that time again. We are live with another episode of The Authority Project. It's the video podcast streamed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope, where we talk to digital marketers, business coaches, and creators of all kinds on how they've built authority in their field and how you can mimic their success. Developing authority, building your audience, and attracting better clients to your own business. Now, without further ado, let's bring to the virtual stage your host, Brian S. Arnold. All right, and we are back with another one, folks. It is Brian S. Arnold here, and I'm here with the Authority Project. You are the project. We want to sell, want to help you sell more of what you're great at. And Ruben is in the house. He is in the house. We are a little bit late now because he's, for some reason, he's using Safari. I don't know why. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's who I am. I'm not going to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. So, People, let's let's get rid, let's get into it, Ruben. Tell us who you are personally and then professionally. Yeah, totally. I mean, personally, I'm actually just kind of your average guy who grew up in a tiny town of 300 people. I was basically destined to be either like a farmer or a pastor. It's basically what my family does. And I wanted more. I was always the kid who was telling my parents about these big things that I wanted to do. And I mean, it took me a long time to honestly figure out what I wanted to do. But on the personal side, I guess I'm the, I love just caring for people. I, I found that my superpower is serving and loving people. And I've been able to turn that into I mean, incredible business. And uh, just being able to share, I mean, how to be an amazing human with other people. So I guess that's a little bit about me. I also, I live here in the mountains. I hike mountains. I got two Huskies, uh, married here, living here. And uh, yeah, it's kind of what we do. Great, great. Now, do you, are you working on a current project at the moment? Good question. Yeah. So, I mean, business projects. Yes, we got a pretty big one right now. We, I mean, we officially did create a million dollar coaching business and now we're trying to get to that next level of uh, getting to a $10 million coaching business. So a lot of stuff in the work that, I mean, takes a lot more work than I guess I thought, I don't know why I thought it'd be less, but uh, that's the project we're working on. Awesome. Awesome. So last question before we really dive in here, what is Ruben, what is your daily routine? Daily routine. That's a great question. So my wife and I, we actually, we wake up, we actually, we're not crazy early risers. We wake up at seven. We have, I make our coffee in the morning. We're kind of coffee snobs to be completely frank. So (laughs) really nice coffee. Take my dogs out for a walk in the morning. And then basically we head into work. We have a separate office space here where we live. So we head to work. I work actually, some people find it interesting. I only work seven hours a day but I'm incredibly effective with the seven hours that I work. And then after work, we always, again, take the, the dogs for a walk out in the beautiful mountains here, disconnect really nicely from work, and then enjoy our lives outside of work. And so that's our daily routine. 
Love it. Love it. Okay, good, good. Got that out the way. Now let's get down to business, Ruben. Let's get down to business. Let's dive into how you built a million dollar coaching empire mm-hmm. with no ads. Give us the blueprint. Go. Yeah, totally. So basically what I figured out pretty early on is, and it's something that actually I teach all of our clients, is this whole idea of if you provide more value to the world, you'll get more clients. And I found this early on when I actually I started as an online fitness coach and I was struggling to get clients. I was trying kind of some of the normal ways to get clients as far as posting the right content or messaging a lot of people to set up sales calls, a bunch of different ideas. And it was really falling short. I wasn't getting as much traction as I was hoping for. And that's when I discovered this thing that I call now value pieces. Basically, it's specific pieces of content and it could be written, video, uh, audio. It could be a bunch of different things. But I call these pieces value pieces. And I found a very specific way of if I provide X amount of value pieces per week, I will get X amount of clients per week. And what I found out is that if I do more value pieces the next week, I will get more clients the next week. And I came up with this methodology and we call it the loop method, where it's basically just formatted to how can you get more value pieces out per week and you're going to get more clients per week. And so I love doing it this way because I'm always, I want to feel very heart centered with how I do things. And so I found that, especially for heart centered entrepreneurs, they can get way more clients by leading with value instead of just leading with marketing or sales. The value pieces really is marketing and sales, but it's just from a heart centered perspective. So I started to do this and track this. I think a lot of people, just to be completely frank, they don't have an incredible business because they don't know what they're doing. Basically, what part of it works and what part of it doesn't work. A lot of people, let's say you have 100 units of energy you're putting into your work every single week. They don't know that 25 of those units of energy literally are dead ends because they're not tracking it. They're not actually seeing if it's something that works or not. And so we have kind of basically we got a little bit sciencey with everything as far as what is actually moving the needle in your business and what is not. This allowed me to understand, okay, for my coaching business, I knew that if I got five clients per week, I would have a million dollar coaching business in 2020. I knew that for a fact. I also knew if I got 50 value pieces out per week, I would get five clients per week. I knew that for a fact. So what did I do? I just put it down on paper. I had my strategy in front of me and I implemented like crazy. Now there's a lot of other stuff that came with it. A lot of other like building a team, a lot of other stuff, but the main backbone of everything was that I didn't need paid ads to get in front of these people. I knew where they were at online. I knew where to find them. I knew how to have conversations. I knew how to provide value to them. Basically, I took the advantage of being more human than anyone else online to the next level. So I know there's probably a couple of questions you want to ask. So I'm going to, I'm going to stop my little rant here. Yeah, and- I kind of want to make sure that I don't want to get too bogged down to it, but I, I do want to know, I do want to ask you how you started to track mm. your, your or measure, had that measurement, how you started to track that. When you started putting out content, yeah. that's the yeah. first thing. That's the first question. So, so the first thing that I started to track was the value pieces. Okay, how many new ones am I getting out per week? And so that's the first thing that I tracked. Then all of a sudden, I started to realize that usually helped me have X amount of sales calls. So I was like, okay, I want to. Let's say, like for most of our clients, I want to have a six-figure business, so 100k per year business. We've kind of broken it down that it, the average person, if they get 20 value pieces out to new ideal clients per week they're going to probably get two clients. So they'll probably book about five calls, get about two clients. 
So I started to build like this, actually I drew it on a whiteboard. I drew this like little Excel sheet. And I was like, okay, okay, so you need to get 20 value pieces up per week. That'll lead to this amount of sales calls and this amount of closes on average, right? If you're getting, if you're working on your sales process, et cetera. And so we started to track those things. And then I added a little bit of like refinement and more details to it as far as, okay, what needs to happen to get out 20 value pieces? Well, you need to build your audience. Then you get out value pieces. Then you follow up with them. Then you offer calls. Then there's sales calls. Then there's new clients. So we built out kind of the whole flow of it. And that's what we call the loop method is basically working on every single part of that funnel. It's an organic funnel. It's not paid every single day. So we broke it down into a lot of granularity because a lot of people, they're simply not getting results because they don't know exactly what to do. Most people in their given day, they do eight hours of work and they're not sure it's going to get them a result. Yeah. We give them eight hours of work a day that is literally only doing needle moving activity. Okay. So explain yourself when you say value piece. Yeah. Please. This is a great question. So <laughs> A value piece, it can be a couple different things. So in, in like the online marketing space, we talk a lot about like opt-ins or freebies or things of that nature. It's similar, but there's a couple things different in my opinion. A lot of freebies and opt-ins were unto building email lists or to getting a lot of people from paid traffic. A value piece, when we send it to people, it's supposed to actually get them to know, like, and trust you on a basically a condensed timeline in order to buy from you quicker. We're not necessarily trying to build an email list, which is why it's different than freebies or opt-ins. And so a lot of our clients, let's say, I'll give a couple examples to, to provide some, um, some visuals for it or whatever it is. So some of our clients, let's say they're just on Instagram. Their main goal is to get out X amount of eBooks per week, free eBooks per week. So one of our clients, Parker, he just had his first $10,000 month. Really proud of him. He, his goal is to find his ideal clients and get out 20 eBooks Per week. So it's an ebook that goes over macros, what they are, how to use it in your diet. Basically, it's showing you as the authority. It's gaining that know, like, and trust. Mm-hmm. And we basically at the end have a call, most value pieces have a call to action to have like a sales opportunity with us. Right. And so it's basically we're trying to condense the timeline of getting clients without having to build an email list. You could if you wanted to. Some of our clients do, but some you can do it with just a PDF. Some of our clients literally just do it with a video that they create. It's like a five-minute video. We call call it a value video that you create for prospects around their goals, their struggles, how to help them. Basically, the overarching thing with a value piece is that you're going above and beyond for every lead, while most people are just like throwing tons of stuff at leads and not really caring for them. So we kind of flip it on the head a little bit by caring more with that value piece. Okay, so... Okay, so people can check you out, right? Yeah. They go to your YouTube or your Instagram. You have all these fancy loop met- method stuff going on. You know what I'm saying? So how does one get to the point? Because I think this is in the back of the mind, uh, the root, one of the root problems, I think, for coaches where they can coin a method like yours. Like you said, the loop method mm-hmm. as, a, as a coach, but they don't have their thing. They don't know what their thing is. They have a, maybe have a skill set, but they don't know how to systemize yeah. what, what they're what their program is all about. And I think that's a big issue. How do, how do you get people to create their own thing? Whereas it's the Brian method, it's the Ruben method, that kind of thing. Totally. And I think this is really important. I mean, this whole thing's called the authority project. A method does two things and I'll help explain how to create one. But the first thing it does is it makes you look like an authority because you have a specific way of getting a result, right? So method is really important for authority's sake. 
The second reason it's so important is because if you want to actually build a true business that eventually can run without you, you can't any longer be selling yourself. You have to be selling your team and your method. So if you want to build a business where, I mean, in our business, basically all of our coaching is done without me. A lot of the lead gen is done without me. A lot of the sales is done without me. The only way you can do that is with the method. So if you just want to do 10K months and stop there, you don't actually need a method. You can just sell your personal who you are. If you want to build a business that goes up to make a million dollars or even $10 million, a method or like a propriety way, an IP of doing it the way you do it is just a necessity because you're not selling a personal brand anymore. You're selling a method. So as far as coming up with a method, two ways or two areas that I always dive in when creating a method is your kind of origin story of when you got the results yourself. So your personal transformation, for me, the loop method is very personal. When I was an online fitness coach and struggling, I was like making $1,000 per month and then maybe 3,000, then nothing. And then maybe 2,000. I was in this roller coaster. When I did, when I basically created the loop method and drew this like Excel sheet on my whiteboard and started to track and understand value pieces, I had my first $8,000 month and then $10,000 month. So it's very personal to my own transformation of that's how I figured out to do it. So I call it kind of the eureka moment. Look back at your own story. What was the eureka moment? What was that thing that when you were working hard on the result really helped you and kind of come up with some pillars? For me, it was the value pieces. It was the tracking. It was the different things that I then kind of I molded together. So that's the first thing that I'd look at is your own story, your eureka moment of what helped you get the result. And maybe because... For most people, they'll usually try a bunch of things before they get a result. So probably it was in polarization or in opposition to a bunch of other ways. So for me, I tell people, don't do paid traffic to start. Do the loop method. Because I had been told to do paid traffic and wasted a lot of money. And then I found a way to make a million dollars without doing any paid traffic, right? So people love that kind of polarization and story connected with it. I mean, story is a massive component of marketing. The second way that you can find a method is look at the clients that you're working with and look at the common pillars or reasons why they're getting results. Ask them questions. When we started to work with them, we've worked with, I think, 600 coaches right now in the online space. When I've asked them questions and looked at all their data, it just becomes super clear to me. The clients who are successful, they've done the value pieces. They've done the tracking. They've done the way that we teach to do content. They've done those things. So look at the pillars that have helped your class get results. Look at your own story as far as what got you the result. And then start to map out a framework and a method. It's not going to be perfect on day one. The loop method that I had day one, the first time I said loop method, was actually very different than what it is today. It doesn't have Mm. to stay the same. It's going to evolve as you evolve. It's going to get better as you get better. And so give yourself some time and some grace to get good at creating your own method. This is great, man. This is great stuff. (laughs) (laughs) I love it so far here. So... Here we go with the next one here. What about those people who are still in post and post, like what do you call it? post and hope mode? Posting. You know? <laughs> How yeah. do we get into a system organically, as you say, to acquire these leads? Is, is there a way to post correctly so that, that you can get people the right things go, coming into your funnels? Is there a structure? Is there a one, two, three step way with yeah. you, when you're posting? How does that work? Very good question. So, and out, so basically there's two things that are very important to understand when we're talking about this is that yes, content can go from bland to very optimized and performing super well. However, 
Content that is not seen is useless. It doesn't matter how optimized it is. And this is where a lot of people posting and hoping in my mind is when you're posting and it might be decent content, but it's just being seen by the same people again and again and again, which is why in the loop method, the first step is building a targeted audience. That's the first step to the loop method because you could be creating great content, but like a lot of people come to us because they went into the online space. They got a couple of clients and now they come to us saying, why am I not getting clients anymore? And I asked them the question, How fast is your audience growing? How many new targeted ideal clients have joined your audience in the last two to three months? And most people say, I don't know, maybe 10 or 20. They don't understand that for your content to work, you have to have new lead flow. This is super important. Now, some people have the opposite issue where they have lots of followers and their content literally is just not working. So then we could dive into, okay, what, and I'll dive into here quickly, the three types of content that you should for sure be posting every single week. There's a lot of other types that you can be posting, but the three types that you should for sure be posting is connection content. Connection content is basically, you're gonna connect with your ideal clients in a way that's above and beyond all of your competitors. It's gonna be unique to you so that you basically gain the know, like, and trust besides the competitors. So connection content, that's a lot of like story content and stuff like that. The second type of content you need to be producing on a weekly basis is what we call micro commitment content. Because when someone joins your audience, they'll start watching your connection content and they're going to start to feel this connection. They're now what we term a warm lead. Now, how does a warm lead become a hot lead? It's when they see a micro commitment piece of content is when you basically ask them, hey, if you'd like some of my free stuff, value pieces, mm-hmm. go ahead and comment down below this. When they say, I want that, they're basically taking a small step of commitment with you. And this is in the whole online marketing space. The second highest type of lead you can ever get is a micro commitment type of lead. Okay, so this is one of the highest types of leads you can possibly get. So you need to be doing micro commitment content every single week where you're giving them something for free where they're basically taking a small step of commitment with you. And then the third final piece is a pretty obvious piece is just make sure that you're also doing conversion content every single week. Content that is actually selling and is actually going to convert those hot leads into paid clients. So you can think of it like connection content turns cold leads warm, micro-commitment content turns warm leads hot, conversion content turns hot leads paid. That's how it works. Awesome. That's great. <laughs> this is great so far. I've got a few more questions and I'll let you go here. So. Here's the scenario. So we got that, we got the value pieces, we got that together. We're knowing how to, how to do the content. You say, if you want this, raise your hand, blah, blah, blah. And then you see people say yes, whatever you want them to do. Yeah. Now you're going to DM them. And so how do you approach people to get them interested in your products and services from there? I personally don't, I tell you what, I, I, I tell you what, I personally don't like people who come in hard to sell to me. I don't yeah. like it. I don't like it. So I don't, so I don't want to be like that either. I don't want to sell like that either. So What's the approach once you get to, once you start to DM them, what's your approach from there? Yeah, that's a great question. So honestly, there's a couple of different ways to do it. But the main way, when someone raises their hand and they say, I'm interested in your free stuff, to me, that is permission that they are now interested in a conversation. I like to do what I call permis- uh, permission-based conversations. So I don't like to straight line sell people and just basically straight go to the sales. I like to provide value and ask their permission. If they say yes to value and say yes to permission, 
I feel completely fine then tunneling them towards a sales opportunity. At that point, they said yes to it. So when someone, let's say, says, hey, I want that free piece of value that you're giving, and you're like, awesome, I'll send you a message. Here's how a normal conversation will go. And it can work for a bunch of different niches. Basically, you can demon them and say, hey, I saw you wanted that free checklist. Should I go ahead and send it your way? And they're going to be like, yes, I definitely want to send. I definitely want it. And I'll be like, fabulous. What's the best email for me to send it to? And the way, the reason I say email for me is not because I necessarily want their email address. Cool. We can get it. But I want to make sure that the conversation that we're having in DMs does not end the minute I send the value piece. Because a lot of people, if you just send the value piece, they're not, they got what they want. So I'll say, okay, awesome. What's the best email for me to send it to? And they'll be like, this is the best email to send it to. And I'll be like, awesome. Hey, are you okay? I ask you a couple more about your business. We'd love to if there's somebody that I can help you out or somebody that I can serve you. Again, permission based. I ask them, is it okay if I ask you a couple of questions to see if there's something I can do to serve you? It's very clear what I'm doing at this point. If they say yes, we have some super simple, basically we do some solution syntax and some problem syntax as far as asking what their goals are, asking what pains they're going through right now. And if they're having a conversation with us at this point, like they have said yes to the questions, they've said yes to more service, they've said yes to value. It's basically a clear sign that this lead is more than likely a decent lead. So at that point, we we basically will offer a sales call or a sales opportunity of some sort and just be like, hey, I'd love to help you with X and Y goals that you said that you want to go after. I think we could help you get past these struggles that you mentioned. How about we jump on a quick call and see if there's something we can do to, together to work on this? Like super simple. A lot of people come might make it complicated. We just simplify it. But we do it from a value position. We do it from a permission like position. And in that way, I don't feel salesy because they literally said yes to multiple things already. And most of our leads say the same thing. They'll say, wow, this is so like natural and organic. I don't feel like you're actually selling to me. I feel like you actually care. It's because we're asking for permission. It's because we're leading with value. And I think a lot of our clients that we work with, they love this so much too, because they don't like to be pressure, pressury or aggressive in sales. They like the way that we do it because it just feels so good. Yeah, I like that. And I, and I think that also you should have it in your own voice. Because I, mm-hmm. I, I, I see a lot of people, I mentioned some another another show, like, same people saying the same exact same thing word for word. But I think that's a really big issue. Yes, you're probably getting good. You're probably getting good coaching, but probably not in the best way to, to really understand that you need to actually really, really use your voice. And that's, I love that you said that because even we, we actually do give some scripts to our clients, but we always tell them like, literally, here's what I would, if you were a client, I would say, look at this script and say the same idea, like basically put your phone on microphone, say the same idea, but how you would say it. Okay. Put it in your phone. That's how you say it. We're all different. I like to talk like I like to use the language. I'd love to be able to serve you. Are you open to a call? Other people might be like, hey, I'd love to like really rock and roll on this. Are you open to jumping on a discovery call? Like people have different language for things. We just want to have the basically we're still giving value. We're mm-hmm. still asking permission. We're still diving in and nurturing that relationship. Basically, so the framework should be followed, but don't be wooden with scripts because I don't know. That's I think that's so years ago. Yeah. Yeah. So we're talking about coaching, obviously. We're talking about coaching. And we're talking about sending out value pieces organically. What channels have you experienced to be the best as far as for coaching? Good question. So like channels as far as like social media. Social media channels. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean we've worked with clients on a like quite a like a diverse 
way because we've had some clients that are on TikTok, some on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. They all work super well. And this is, again, why we teach the loop method because the loop method is not platform specific. Facebook ads is platform specific. Email is email. The loop method, no matter where you're at, you're growing the targeted audience, you're getting value pieces out, you're nurturing, you're selling. And so we've seen it work fabulous. I mean, we have, we were just working with a health coach that's doing 30K months on LinkedIn. We have people who are doing 15, 20K months just off of TikTok. Facebook and Instagram obviously are massive platforms and they still work super well. A lot of people, I remember last year, a lot of people were like, Facebook's going out, Instagram's coming in. (laughs) Well, let me tell you, Facebook organic, I mean, just in the last, I don't know, two weeks, I've made $50,000 just off of Facebook organic. Like it's still crushing it. You just need to know how to do it. So like as far as platforms, a lot of people are like, this one's better than that one. This one's better than that one. Do Clubhouse, do TikTok. (laughs) They all work. The real question is, are you going to do the work? That's what I always say, because yeah. I mean, you can come, in, come up with an excuse. Platforms can be a bit dim, different as far as demographics go. So definitely let's be tactical with demographics and what kind of content you like to produce. I'm not good at dancing. I'm not on TikTok. That's okay. Like, <laughs> you're dancing, like go on TikTok. It's right. Endless. Like we have some clients who are just like getting millions of views on their shit and like selling so easily. Yeah. Um, but again, they're good at the whole like music and dancing and flipping around in a chair. If I did that, like I think people would block me on TikTok. So mm. there's a couple of things like as far as choosing your platform, but at the end of the day, don't believe anyone that says this one doesn't work anymore because they all do work. That There's a reason they exist. Yeah. Yeah. So Talk to me about, I want to, I really want to go back to really getting back to that root problem again about people being confident about what they're selling Yeah. as a coach. Yeah. I mean, you can do all this, all these things about reaching out and trying to be a coach, but a lot of times people don't do it. They're not going to listen to you, (laughs) Ruben. They're not because they're not confident about really what they're offering. Yeah. So can you explain, or can you work with us a little bit right, right now about how to structure something that they feel confident in actually providing yeah. um, for their ideal audience? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think it's so important because in the day and age we live with, a lot of people are seeing these really fast, big results online, but also a lot of people are self-imploding because they haven't worked on themselves enough to handle that responsibility. A good example that I often use is if five years ago, Ruben, would be handed the business that I have right now, I would have self-imploded. I wouldn't be able to handle it because at the end of the day, your actions are always based off of your beliefs. And so if you do not believe you're worth having a $10,000 per month coaching business or that you can actually transform someone, you're going to self-sabotage every single action you try to take towards it. And so to become the person, you basically, one of my mentors always told me, he said, Ruben, every new level has its own devil. And more than often, you are the person that needs to become an upgraded version of yourself to defeat the devil. And so working on your self-belief is crucial. There's a couple different things that you can do to do that. I mean, there's some classic examples as far as like building your self-belief by saying you're going to do things and doing those things, doing the small things, like leading with integrity. The second thing that I often give to our clients as far as building up that confidence is oftentimes we don't do actions to move forward is because we're scared of the unknown, right? It's the classic fear of the unknown. So oftentimes I teach my clients to 
basically transform the unknown into the known by visualization, by actually imagining what it would be like, actually becoming the person who could handle that. You need to actually basically make that future reality more tangible to your brain and more clarified for your brain because then your brain can move towards it. The brain can't move towards something that it doesn't understand or doesn't know. So make the unknown known. Work on your self-belief because honestly, at the end of the day, we're in the information age. Strategies are everywhere. Ways to do things are everywhere. But you're always going to be your biggest bottleneck. So never hold yourself back from growing yourself. So I don't know if that answers the question, but that's kind of my uh, take on it. I like it. I like it. So I, I got two more questions. So I always try to give people some real talk here. How long did it take you in real years to get to the place where that you are yeah. right now? <laughs> in Great real question. Years. Yeah. <laughs> I love to talk about this because we often see like the like overnight success people or people saying I went from zero to a million dollars in a year when maybe there was three years before that when things just really weren't working that great. So I'll start with when I started entrepreneurship to where I was at six figure run rate. Okay. So when I, so basically from zero to making $8,000 per month, it actually took me almost two years to make that transition. Okay. Just being completely real, almost two years. Now, from six-figure run rate to seven-figure business took another three and a half years. And so there was a lot of trial and error. There's a lot of times I failed, a lot of times that I was burnt out. I think, though, for myself, I think the online business space, specifically the space I'm in, needs to get away from always highlighting the quick wins. I think <laughs> we need to start highlighting the consistent sustainable wins. I think it's the same way with a lot of things like in the health and fitness space. A lot of people, they glorify quick wins when they don't realize that oftentimes quick wins lead to more detrimental results than long-term sustainable wins. And so, and actually what's funny, I did a little bit of a poll on my clients that we've get to six figures. The average person takes about two years to get six figure run rate. Now, that shouldn't deter people at all because most say that, say that again. We were cutting out a little bit. Say that again. How many years? Yeah. Does that take? So most people we've seen on average to get to six figures starting the work takes about a year and a half to two years. Yeah. And a lot of people are like, oh, I want it to happen in six months. And yes, it can happen <laughs> in six months. It could happen in one month. It can. But here's the thing. Most people are not willing to put two years of work in for an incredible life of serving people and, and good financial freedom. And they'll go back to work a job and make five thousand dollars per month. So the like I always I like to underpromise and under, under uh, over deliver. And I tell my clients if it took you five years to make let's say fifteen thousand dollars per month and serve the people that you love to serve, would it be worth it? And if it's the answer is yes, let's do this. If the answer is no, then I kind of know they're not really in the game for the right reasons. They kind of just want to make a lot of money right now because maybe there's a, a pain right now. So, yeah. anyways, some averages. I love it. That's great. So this has been awesome. I, I am I'm floored by, by by your knowledge here and by your by your willingness to give us so much content today. So people, I have one. I want you to listen to this last question and how he how he brings it to us. So this is what I asked of all of my guests here, Ruben. Go something like this. There are people out there right now who are doing the same things as you are. They're they're they have the same similar goals and the interests. They want to build a coaching empire and help other people with their coaching businesses as a lot of us do. So can you tell them in your own words how they can become an authority in this space? Mm -hmm. And I think that this is going to be really important to hear this uh, and hear this clearly. A lot of people think that authority means showing up with a big following, 
brilliant content, hard-hitting posts. That's not authority. Authority is being able to connect with your prospect, love and care for them so much that they become a client. Your, I think your humanness and your connection with humans will make you the authority above any influencer who has an optimized Instagram. So all honestly, care and love about humans and actually listen and understand them You'll have all the authority you ever want. I'll share this quick story here, which is I have a client that just re-signed up with us and I asked him why. And he said, last year, Ruben, when I was going through my divorce, you actually voice noted me quite a bit and helped me through that time. And I'll be a client for, of yours forever because of that. That's authority to me, caring for people. That's my answer. That's perfect. I hope everybody heard that quick. I hope a lot of people heard that because I think a lot of people don't are not getting it right. So there it is. I totally agree. So. Amazing stuff. Please tell the people where they can find you after the show because they're going to need to learn more about what, what you're talking about here for sure. Yeah. I mean, the best hub of what we got going on right now is uh, we run a Facebook group. It's called Online Coaches Uprising. Our goal is to help the heart-centered coaches kind of rise up in the industry and kind of take over. That's kind of my whole thing. So if yeah, if you're an online coach and, and want to join the group, join the community, you can head over to there on Facebook and we'd be happy to have you and provide, we, we have like 70 plus workshops in there completely for free. So get in there and just enjoy it. Awesome. Can you say that again, the Facebook group name again? I'm sorry. Yeah, it's Online Coaches Uprising. Awesome. Awesome. And we'll get that on the post because I, I didn't get a chance to put that up here. I, I had to have your other side here. We need to get together before, but anyway, okay. um, get over there and and get on that group. And a lot of coaches need the information. A lot of coaches need the knowledge. They need they need that 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 help because it's tough out there. It's tough out there in these digital streets. <laughs> yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of shit going on. <laughs> so that is it for right now, guys. Remember, I'm going to plug my little thing, the AuthorityLetter.com. Go check that out. I hit a I do a brand new email newsletter actually every Saturday night. Now every Saturday night, and it's a, you can go in there right now and actually get a three part video series about how to build your authority platform. And because I think everybody needs a platform to start off with to build their authority. So that's me. Go to authorityletter.com. That's me. And I am good. Any other last words before you get out of here, Ruben? No, I'm good. I honestly, thank you for having me on. I get fired up with things like this. I, I love this so much. I hope, hope all of you guys could tell that. Um, so just grateful that I was able to serve you guys today with the stuff that we gave. Awesome. Awesome. Everybody remember, build it share it, and they will come. And I'll see you next time. We're out. <laughs> and that's a wrap for this episode of The Authority Project. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you like what you heard, we want to hear from you. Subscribe, rate, and give an honest review. Share and tell your friends so they can hear too. And for even more authority-building tactics, be sure to sign up at theauthorityletter.com. Get free weekly content and ongoing digital product giveaways to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. We certainly hope you got a key takeaway or maybe an aha moment from today's broadcast. Just remember, it's your authority. Build it, share it, and they will come. Until next time.